The Mud Peddlers, a podcast where two nerdy ceramic artists share the behind the scenes of their worlds of clay. We're your hosts, Lindsay M. Dillon. And I am Dante of Earth Nation. So today we are doing kind of a, a something a little bit different. Dante and I are outside and we have a, a very special guest with us. Hi. Would you like to introduce yourself, Natasha? Hi. Hi. I am Natasha, also known as Tasha from Tasha Throws Raw. Cool. All right. That's your Instagram handle? Yes, Tasha Throws Raw. Okay. All right. We will, we will link her. Uh... Did you not know that? No, I have to. Oh! <laughs> for the, for the listeners. Natasha. It's, also, it's also my business name. Natasha, I have it's to Tasha tell them where to find you. Yes, yes, yes. I know where to find you. You're next to me. Yes, I know that as well. Yes, my business name is Tasha Throws Raw, mm-hmm. Tasha Renee, and my IG handle is Tasha Throws Raw. Okay, cool. Sweet, all right. Sweet. Yeah. All right. All right. You guys have probably seen me uh, tag her in a couple stories. Or if you follow me or Lindsay intently and this podcast, you most likely have seen her name already tagged on one of our stories. Yeah. So since we are at the end of the year and it has been a crazy ass year and we're actually sitting next to Dante's pit fire right now. Yeah. uh, We just thought we'd kind of chat, have a little bit more of a casual conversation about what this year has been like, some of our expectations versus drastic reality and uh, maybe some upcoming goals for the the new year. So yeah, it's been crazy this year for me and well it's been crazy this year for everybody mm-hmm. but i feel like this is my first my first sale on my official website that i've had and i sold almost all of my pots hell yeah and i think Lindsay is the same way where she sold a good amount of pots this year i assume yeah yeah i think like one of the biggest differences was like this year obviously because all my in-person events got canceled i got a lot more adept at doing more frequent etsy updates yeah. i also like i instituted the whole made to order etsy update which really helped me figure out like how to do commissions in a way that was more structured and yeah. kind of helped people actually get the pieces that they wanted yeah. for those of you who don't know what it is my made to order system is where people can select the design size of the mug and color of the mug that they want and then i will make it for them in that following month i like that system i was thinking about doing that for a while too and then i was like no one step at a time for me i'm (laughs) good i've this year i've already revamped my website a couple times i changed the way shipping got handled i've kind of organized more of my accounts like shipping you save a little bit of money on that now i put a sale code in my stuff everything was on sale it's i decided to stop like basically segregating my pottery and just put it all on one page Mm. because people like to see full things instead of like oh you have two teapots for your whole teapot page. Yeah, it is easier to navigate when there's everything together, unless you have a buttload of stuff. Yeah. And it's like, okay, yeah, give me different pages. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, it is easier to navigate everything on yeah. one page. Yeah. How, how do you, uh, Natasha, hi. how do you, <laughs> you gotta, how you do you, hi! Okay, you don't have to yell that loud, all right. <laughs> oh my God. How, why don't, I mean, since, since our listeners don't know you, um, hmm. why don't you describe like, a little bit about your your practice of doing ceramics and then how how you manage your your blossoming business mm. as it is uh well i started ceramics my first class was i want to say fall of 17. okay and i finally learned how to center a spring of 18. <laughs> <laughs> i feel that uh, it takes a while it, yeah and and my second teacher at crc community college was mm-hmm. amazing so it wasn't until then that i feel like i started to get the hang of it but I never intended ceramics to be a business, Hmm. and I always 
was really intrigued by ceramic art, the decoration especially. To have something that's functional art is like really intriguing to me yeah. and like so fun, right? Like picking yeah. up a mug or a bowl and being like, this is gorgeous and I get to put my mouth on it. And I'm like really <laughs> stoked on that, you know? I just get to geek out on the beauty. So as I started to like get better, I was getting a lot of pressure to begin selling stuff. Mm. Who, who was like giving you that pressure? Family, yeah. friends, yeah. yeah, people. So I actually read a post earlier that my partner reposted about how just because you have a hobby or you're a maker doesn't mean you have to be good at that hobby. Doesn't mean you have to monetize yeah. that hobby. Yeah. Like that's our capitalist nature pushing yeah. us to monetize everything we do in order for us to say that we have a purpose in what we're doing. If it's not gonna supply to the economy, why are you doing it? Yeah. It's like, yeah. And it was like, you can make for joy. And I yeah. was like, that's what I've been pushing for myself. Yeah. But then like, as I began making more and more and I had pieces available, I was like, okay, now I can start. Yeah. I felt comfortable to start selling. So this year was the first year I did a pop-up. Yay. And Lindsay, you helped me a shit ton with that because wait, can we curse on here? Oh fuck yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah no, that was that was really that was fun like helping you out with that. Because again, yeah. like one of the biggest things that uh oh, so much. Well, yeah, well, of course. Well it's like getting the, like getting stuff together for your first pop-up is really <laughs> Natasha's getting in, in engulfed in smoke, smoke right now. Right this, is, this is the hazard of recording a podcast outside. Next oh, to a God. fire. Next to yes. a fire, yeah. Anyway, uh yeah, so like getting getting stuff together for your first pop-up is really hard. So I'm glad that I was able to help you with that and l let you borrow my my like setup stuff. Oh Cause like especially if you're not planning on doing like no. a bunch of them all the time, it's like why well, have all this anyway. And it that, showed that's me what I would need if I do decide to do it again. Yeah. Like you you gave me a lot of resources and I really appreciate that. Oh my gosh, yeah. well, of course. It's yeah. it's like I, I feel like I don't know, like I not that I'm an expert in, in any of this, but like I, I feel like there is so much that goes into all of just doing ceramics, especially if you're like monetizing it in some way. Mm -hmm. So um yeah, so I'm I'm happy to be able to help. And I feel like this is like part of why we're doing the podcast as well, is to like talk about things and share information that might help folks who are interested in pursuing this either yes. as a hobby or as something that like they want to monetize eventually. But yes. But anyway, okay, so so when you first started selling work, it was kind of to it was just because you had you had enough and you kind of felt like you were like was, i guess you weren't necessarily going out to make money it was more of you were exploring this as a hobby and yeah. eventually you had a lot of pieces and so you felt more comfortable at that point kind of it was a little mixed up. because for the initial pop-up i didn't have the pieces that i really wanted mm -hmm. but i felt like i finally had the skills mm. that i thought were good enough to sell because okay. i don't i i don't and I still and I don't really do second sales and things like that because I don't like having my name on something that I don't that isn't the quality that I like. Yes. Kind of yes. Thing. I go through the same thing where like if I don't like something, I'll throw it away before I sell it. Yeah. Yeah. Or I'll give it away to a close friend that's not going to show anyone. <laughs> <Or that. laughs> yeah. So one the the pop up was a challenge for me. I was really fortunate in Propagate Sac, a plant shop here uh, in Midtown Sacramento. They offered for me to do a solo pop up, no cost to me, no cut. But yeah, it was it was kind of a challenge for me to see what I could do and if I liked it. And I did not. 
<laughs> it was a whole lot of work. Uh, and I work a full-time job. Yeah. And my brother and sister helped me a, a poop load too with setting up and running the pop-up. But it's like a full-time job. And then you're standing there for like seven, eight hours. Mm. And there was so much work going into it, the pack-up, the letdown. And it was different because like it was just the people walking into the shop and the people who knew about it. But yeah. they're also expecting different prices. Just like walking into a plant shop that yeah. also sells like run-of-the-mill. They're very cute uh, pots, but they're like made in China type pots, you know? Yeah, Mass-produced yeah. pots. Yeah. So like looking at the prices of those versus the prices of my like handmade, hand-carved pieces. Yeah. Uh, People aren't necessarily walking into the shop expecting to see those. And spend like 50 bucks on a planter. Yes, versus, yes. oh, I can get this one for 15 of a similar size kind of thing, you know? Yeah, yeah. But I still ended up selling almost everything, which was awesome. That is awesome. And this was your this was your first year doing that? That was my first pop-up ever, first wow. and only. Oh my gosh. Remind us when what that one that was. That was February 28th. Yeah, first year doing all that, and it it's not really my cup of tea because I I get exhausted and it's not worth it. Mm, <laughs> um, yeah. Unless it was like for a certain cause or like there are other makers that I really admired that were there or something, then I would like, I'm not gonna say I won't do another mm-hmm. pop-up in the future, but COVID times, it's not worth it for me to do a pop-up. Yeah, yeah, I think that's I think that's really, really understandable. God, that's yeah. so weird to think about how that doesn't even feel that long ago. And yet that was like, that was pre-COVID. Yeah, yeah like, it's weird to think about. COVID had a birthday. It's been mm-hmm. at least a year. Yeah. Happy birthday, COVID! Yay! Yay. <laughs> but yeah, now now things are like kind of popping off, and I've been open and reluctant to it. <laughs> yeah. You you got featured by was it Amico? Somebody I featured did. you. Yeah, 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 that was really really cool. So I say that I got a lot of growth during the Black Lives Matter movement, mm-hmm. and I'd also like to say that the movement is not over, yeah. <laughs> and it yeah. continues. Yeah. But uh, since then, since the murder of George Floyd, people have been really big on trying to support black people in general and black artists in any way that they can. So people were sharing me a lot. And there were pros and cons to that because a lot of people were sharing me as a small business. Mm -hmm. And at that point, I wasn't. Oh, Um, (laughs) interesting. So like I hadn't filed anything for a business. I'd done one pop-up and I was really just making for me still and a couple commissions here and there. So it was a little challenging because I was getting all this attention, but I didn't have stuff for all the people reaching out. So I'm that guy who's always like, nah. I was like, yeah, you didn't used to sell your stuff. So. No, I used to, like, for four or five years, I was like, I'm going to make stuff, and I'm going to help you make your stuff, but I, I don't need to sell stuff. I'm I'm good. I do this because I like doing it. And then after a while, people started actively, like, dude, open a shop, please. Yeah. Like, yeah. And then I started making stuff on a more professional level to where I would have things that were kind of standards, like certain, like certain cups, certain plates, certain mugs, certain bowls. And to that point, I was like, well, I can't just make like a line of stuff and not have uh, an output for it. So mm-hmm. yeah, you were making a lot. I remember yeah. you were like teaching me some glaze making and I'd come over I'd be like, well, what do you do yeah. <laughs> with yeah. all of these pieces? Because it's a ridiculous amount. I was just dragon hoarding my stuff. Like, you know those big Welsh red dragons <laughs> that, like, sit on piles of gold? Uh, yeah. But for me, it's, like, just random craft <laughs> work. Yeah. Well, I mean, but you had also, like, you had sold at Sack Anime and stuff, but it just, it was only this year that you created an online store. Yes. If that's, cor- if that's correct. I would do pop-ups, but I wasn't, it was very rare that I would, like, I would go, like, once or twice a year mm-hmm. to a pop-up, and then I would sell out, and then I'd be like, cool, that was my 50 pots for three months, I guess, wherever yeah. I can get them fired, and now it's very much, like, alright guys, three weeks, another update, January, you know, mm-hmm. 
We'll see how it goes. I'll make 20 more mugs and we'll see if we can sell those out. So I have to kind of have a small schedule. I'm not like on the level of like selling hundreds of pots per month, granted, but I am like, there is a small group of people who want my stuff who are like, when's the next shop update? Yeah. yeah. I want to buy something, you know? Yeah. I'd say, Lindsay, you're definitely the one that's most of like, <gasps> I make stuff yeah. and people buy my stuff and yeah. I keep making it. Oh, but man. then again, you are also the only full-time potter between all of us. Yeah, between yeah. all of us. You're the, yeah. the full-time one. Yeah. yeah. I definitely approach my business from like, okay, because this is what I do full-time and before then it was only, I only had like a part-time job that I did, you know, just a few days a week. My focus has been, okay, how do I make money with this in a sustainable way so that I can keep doing it and so that I can make the sculptural work that probably won't sell as quickly, but it's something that I can use to like apply to grad school, you know, gallery shows and things like that. And so. feed your joy for ceramics. Yeah, I yeah. love well, watching oh your sculptural, like you. so interesting. Oh my God, I love, I'm, I'm really like looking forward to this next year, like continuing to build more sculptural work. Like I think there's probably two big transitions that have happened this year. One of them is doing more online sales because of COVID and things like that. And I think the other is finally being able to feel comfortable with saying no to opportunities mm -hmm. yeah. so that so that I can actually focus on working on sculpture. Because I've been literally mm -hmm. saying that for the last three years, three, four years, I've been like, this year I'm gonna work on sculpture more. This year yeah. I'm gonna work on sculpture more. This and it's just like and it just hasn't happened. But then this year I've made I have two sculptures that are like halfway completed. I have three sculptures that are completely new that I made in like a month, which was crazy how fast that happened. Yeah. It's been really nice to finally start making that transition and making time, setting time aside to work on sculptural pieces. And having the COVID unemployment aid really helped with that. Cause like I had enough in savings to like be fine, even if I didn't. Yeah. But just having that little extra financial padding allowed me a little more room to say no to certain things, to not do as many production updates so that I could work on the sculptural pieces, which has been really nice, so. One of the reasons I haven't gone too into production is mm -hmm. wearing myself out. Yeah. yeah it it yeah. does do it on a certain you, level. Because I, I took my first wholesale order from Ritual Coffee Roasters. Oh my God, I didn't know that. Oh yeah, they're all sold what? out, it's great. Yeah, I did oh a my... bunch of mugs for them. Shout oh out, shout out Ritual Coffee Roasters. Hell yeah, oh my yeah. God, good for you. What did, what did you make for them? Mugs. Sick. For like, they <laughs> all want mugs. They all want, they no. always Lindsay want and I were talking about the Golly. other day how mugs are literally the t-shirts of the pottery world. Yeah. Everybody yeah. wants a mug with their name on it, mm. with a special design, just like everybody wants a t-shirt with their name on it, or like their logo that'd be, on it. That'd be like, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so so you made you made mugs for Ritual. Was it yes. serveware or was it like for their retail? Retail. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So a cherry ceramic. Shout out to cherry ceramic. Shout out cherry ceramics. Um, they helped me with uh, coming up with like a term sheet, oh, and nice. uh, so they sent me theirs, and I got to use. And honestly, our our Sacramento ceramics community is amazing. And yeah. You, if, if you have a connection, so it's pretty good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, so they help you with like a production or a, they uh, help like me a with sheet? the, yeah, the term sheet, um, and getting that together. And I, I struggle with overwhelm mm, yeah. <laughs> and I, I saw that creating a schedule helped me a bit mm. of like, okay, I'm gonna throw this number of pieces, this number of days and all this stuff. So I really yeah. spread it out and I let ritual know the timeline and they were cool with it all. Nice. Um, 
did the did the timeline that you projected and the schedule that you had like were you able to keep pretty on that or did yeah. you find that it varied or oh the schedule itself varied because it was my first time making pieces that all had to look the same oh yeah <laughs> like i've done like one dinnerware set for a friend and uh that was tough and this time like trying to get them all pretty consistent was challenging and then i know i, I knew i wanted to do two designs because mm -hmm. it was a set of 50 and halfway through i came up with the second design which is now like my go-to mug design with the speckled clay body white and two lines going across oh nice okay and that one was a lot easier by that point now I understand a simpler form is much easier to replicate. Oh, yeah. Yes, um, very much so. But I tend to like to give a little oomph to the bodies or like get a little extra sometimes. So like doing that again and again and again, it's really hard to get that to look the same. But it was a good experience overall. And I got to go to SF and meet them and see the roastery. Uh, is that what you call it? Roastery? Yeah, roastery. Yeah. The, the um, roast monastery? Yes, the roast all monastery. of that. Worship the tea. That's yes. where we go to worship the caffeine gods yeah. is the... Uh, roastery <laughs> <laughs> and i can't even drink coffee but wonderful <laughs> spot and i also once i was done with that i told myself i was going to take a break because i'd also already been working on a commission for a while for molly with uh molly and clyde it's another they show their eichler home on their instagram page and oh. it's home decor oh what's, an what's an eichler home he was an architect i think in the 50s or 60s okay. oh. um very oh, you'd have to i'm gonna butcher the description of what these homes look like <laughs> but they are gorgeous single story very open concept with a lot of glass uh yeah. just Pretty. gorgeous and uh she'd been wanting a piece from me since january or oh my february uh -huh. so she was really patient with me and being like hey yeah whenever you're ready i'm like okay so she commissioned a piece and i had just been working on a bunch of different versions mm -hmm. to see what felt right and different carvings and stuff and i love getting commissions like that where it's like go for it make whatever you want and here's like a general of what of your stuff that i like so i had finished mm -hmm. that almost finished that and was finishing up the ritual order uh and i told myself i was going to take a break but then i was like or I could just take more orders. Yeah. <laughs> oh my and God, I, I know that feel. I know that. How did that go? Like, It's still going. Oh it's still God. going. Oh my God. It's so difficult to say no as a potter who is who is just like still just trying to get their work out there because you feel so lucky that someone like chose you yeah. to get your work yeah. and then you like put and then somebody else comes and it's kind of a snowball effect where if more yes. people know about your work more people ask for it. More people ask for it and more people know about it and the more you produce but at a certain point you got to be like no. And it's yeah. hard to say no. Like it's you're so saying, hard like, to say no. To say no. It's really hard. Especially to say as like no. women and stuff. Like oh being able to like we're, we're so conditioned to people please. Oh yeah. And gosh, so I say no a lot actually because I don't have it. Like I literally like yeah. don't have these things. I don't have shipping worked out, and I don't plan to get that worked out anytime soon. Yeah. So when people would say, "Oh, do you have a website? Really like, support you?" I'm like, "Thanks for the support." No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just gotta just kinda get started. You know, it's nice that you're really at least from what it sounds like, you're really pretty clear on what you wanna be doing at this point. Because I think it would be really easy to be like, Oh, I have to get my website, I have to like do the online store, but it's kind of like again, if your main goal is not to monetize this, if it's kind of a combination of like, well, you know, maybe make a little bit of money off of it, but yeah. you still have your full-time yeah. job. So this, this kind of gets to be like really a hobby that you enjoy. It's nice that, that you seem to have a, that very clearly in your mind, which I would assume makes saying no a little easier. 
It does, like. <laughs> but it is also starting to shift a little bit. Oh, yeah, okay. One of the cool things about having the wholesale order was mm-hmm. that it kept me consistent because, Ooh. like, I don't throw every day, and I don't necessarily work on ceramics every day. So, like, that kind of was kind of like having a class where I have to show up every day or every mm-hmm. other day and do something ceramics related, and I liked that. And that's kind of why I decided to take a few orders for anything that was not a mug. Because Uh, I was very much done with that. Mm, Um, We are all stuck in the plane of mugs. I love mugs. I can do mugs all day, every day. I don't (laughs) mind them, but like, you know, like when you play a game and like the one gun or the one weapon or the one thing becomes a thing like everybody uses. Mm. Like, I don't really blame the weapon itself. I just kind of tired of seeing it in PvP all the time. <laughs> like, I'm just kind of tired of getting killed by the same thing over and over and I'm over again. tired of making handles, goddammit. Yeah, I'm just oh tired of God, doing handles. the same Even thing. Even just take a cup. Oh, like, I rather <laughs> <laughs> make a handle. Just, uh, just buy more bowls and cups uh, rather than mugs. But oh. mugs, again, are like the t-shirts of yeah. the, you know. And I get it. I get it. Yeah. Like, mugs are very versatile. Yeah. You, mm-hmm. they, they hold hot liquids and yeah. cold liquids. Ooh, something else I did this year. Uh, in my small 450 square foot apartment, yeah. I changed one of the bedrooms into my pottery studio. <laughs> Yay! Yeah. Congratulations! Thanks. Oh my gosh! It's such a difference. Because wow. I was like, this place is too small to do ceramics in here. Yeah. And I was like, well, I don't need a couch during COVID. Like, yeah. I can, like who needs a living room for entertaining yeah. when that could be my bedroom? And yep. then I laid down plywood floors that I coated in a polyurethane and taped them all together. And oh, so it's wow. like water resistant and yeah. I can sweep on it too. That is so uh, cool. Yeah. So that's been pretty rad to That's have. a good idea. Just make the your room room your like entertainment room and then make your living room your real room because now you have a bigger room. Yeah. Yeah. Now my room, actually, they're about the same in my apartment. Oh, okay. <laughs> Just because my apartment is weird and everything's small. But it's been working out really well that way. Oh, um, but so, so you have like kind of like a more dedicated room for your... Completely dedicated. Oh, yeah, that's so nice. Completely dedicated. What, what, are, what are the things that you have set up in your room? Like what are, what are your essentials? I have a wheel. Okay. <laughs> Solid. Indeed. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. What, what, what kind of wheel do you have? Uh, it's a Brent wheel. It's like 35 years old. It's older than me, actually. No, Brent's nice. good, though. Brent's good. They last. Yeah. They last. Brent's the Honda yeah. of wheels. It, like, they're not like a Ferrari, but they'll get you there. Huh? Get Forever. You. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And they're easy easy to change out parts. Yeah, I just replaced the wheel head itself because yep. nice. the previous owner had drilled in a whole bunch of holes. Oh, that's odd. There's not always sure why. There's always like one person in my why? DMs who's like, can I just drill a hole in this thing? And I'm like, why? why? Well, because they have really old, they have really old, old, old wheels that don't come with the holes already for bats. Oh. And some people really want to put bats on there. They see me do it. They see John the Potter sure, do it. Sure, bats are, I, I use bats all the time. Right, but some people don't have them in their wheels. So they're like, I'm just going to drill through this thing. And then they realize one or two things. Number one, they did it wrong. Or number two, they did it right. And like, they can't resell the old ass wheel now. Mm. Because like, there are different bat sizes for different bats and different mm. pins. So they just kind of like, oh, well, I guess that's that's the way it is now. Yeah. Uh-huh. And this one had the the holes that came with the wheel head, but okay. then they also put, put a more? lot more. So maybe they had very specific bats or something. I don't that's know. very strange. Huh. Um, so then I actually have uh, three desks also in there. So there's two along one wall, mm-hmm. and it's kind of like my packet, packing station, glaze station. Nice. And then there's another one where I have my Hardy Becker board for my wedging. Oh, nice. Okay. Um, and a couple plaster boards for recycling clay, like 15 buckets 
of different sizes. Oh my gosh. For like recycling and glaze and uh-huh. all that jazz. Do you use commercial glazes or have you started making your own? I can't remember. I have a lot of the brush on Amico glazes, nice. but lately most of my work has just been white. Oh, okay. So you gave me the Rhodes White recipe. Oh, yeah. So I've right. been running through that bucket Sweet. and I made a clear with a cherry a while ago and that's mostly what I've been using and then Amico's Firebrick Red because it's gorgeous. It, Firebrick Red is, I still can't duplicate their red. I'm it's so gorgeous. sure it's a mason stain. I'm so <laughs> sure they use an opacif- like a like a base with zychronium or some junk in it and like a mason stain but I can't mm. figure it out. <laughs> it's gorgeous though. It's so nice. It's a deep beautiful beautiful red yeah um so i do i use a mix of both i'd say but most of my work lately is just white with a couple little drip drops of other shit with the speckled buff you're talking about so the speckled buff is one of those that i've always had a weird relationship with because it's like the basic bitch of pottery yeah but like, <laughs> it kind of it's is like the pumpkin spice latte everyone loves it mm. it tastes delicious yeah but it's like I, I was so resistant to making in it because I see it so much. Yeah. Mm, but yeah. like... It's like B-Mix. You're like, everyone uses B-Mix. Yeah. I admit, but I, mean, I, st- I love B-Mix. B-Mix I still doesn't give you just one look, though. Like, the speckle buff oh, gives yeah. you one very specific look. Like, B-Mix is your base that you're going to put every like all your decorations on top of. Oh, I see what you're saying. Speckle buff, you're going to have that speckle show through the clay body. Most people have it with the white glaze. Mm. And I just see it a lot. Yeah. So I was resistant to using it. And then I started using it, and I was like, fuck, I like it. (laughs) It's like the first time I had a pumpkin chai latte, too. I was just like, oh, my God, it's good. (laughs) I was like, I get it, I get it. Um, So it's kind of like that, where, like, it sells well. It sells really, really well. Yeah. But it's not, like, my favorite because it's... uh, It's like drippy stuff. Like, any drippy bowls or mugs, people are like, I like it. And people, and it, because it's gorgeous. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's just, it's we're also as makers tired of it. A little yeah, bit, agreed. Know? Yeah. It's, they're like, there's nothing wrong with doing it. It's just an overage of it. I'm like, I don't want to, like, corner myself because you like it that much. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I get you, like, the color blue. I get it. Yeah. I'm not making my whole stock blue just for you. It's not happening. Mm. Yeah. There's got to, there's got to be a balance of, like, as we've talked about in previous podcasts, it's right. like a balance between, like, okay, acknowledging what the market demands if you are interested in the money-making aspect of yes. it, but also like balancing that with the things that invigorate you create, creativ- cre- yeah, creatively, creatively, that's the word, creativity, that's and, a, that's yeah. a word. Anyway. You good? You all right? Yeah. Okay. I, I, had, I had a lot of tea. No, I get it. <laughs> now, I'm, I'm kind of at that point too though, where yeah? like, you know, I'd love to buy a house in five years mm-hmm. or even better, like three years. Yeah. And like, I'd love to save for that. Mm-hmm. So I'm at a point where I'm like, okay, I'm down to start making more money from this now that I have a platform. Yeah. Nice. Um, as long as I can balance making stuff for myself where I get to get weird. Yes. And Agreed. Yeah. yeah. That's why I love commissions that are like, I like your work, do whatever you want, I just want a mug. Like, I recently had somebody ask me for a commission where they were like, I want a mug that holds at least 16 ounces, mm-hmm. and I want it to be the yellow crystal glaze that you just made. That's it. Anything else, do whatever you want. And mm-hmm. I was like, All right, I'll take your commission. Yeah. You gave me freedom as an artist, and that's kind of valuable to me. Yeah. So, I'll, you know what? I'll take it. And so I'm not, but I'm not going to charge them like 70 bucks now. I'm like, oh, give me 50 and call it a day. Yeah. Because it's a commission, yeah. mm-hmm. you know? But if they're getting extra about it, I'd be like, oh, give me 70. <laughs> That's funny. A very specific color. In the, you yeah. for a mug? Mm-hmm. Good job. <laughs> yeah, you know, I hate taking commissions. <laughs> no, you pricing your mug at that. Because like, good job avowing yourself. Well, no, a commission, a commission is a lot more expensive from me than is ah. something like, 
because well, let's think about it like this. And I know this is a whole separate podcast topic, right? But I make my stuff, my stuff, my, my mugs never go above like $52. It takes me about 12 to 13, sometimes even $15 to ship it based on where you live to you. Right. I have flat rate shipping, but I also use a box that is based on where you are and the size of the box and all that. So let's imagine I sell my mug for like 40 bucks. Okay. That's my usual base price for a mug. Mm -hmm. I only sell it for that high. I don't want to because at least 12 of those dollars are going to shipping. Yeah. Right. And one or two more of those dollars, if I buy in bulk, go to like packing peanuts and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So realistically, I'm only really making like $27 off the mug. And that's kind of what you sell at your pop-ups and stuff, too. That's usually why I sell my pop-ups, just because that's the base price. Yeah. All it took was the effort for me to get it there. So it's really the shipping that you're paying for. Mm -hmm. If I make something $45, I'm like, I kind of like this mug. If it's 50 you either ask me for a commission or it's like an amazing <laughs> mug. Ask for what? A commission? <laughs> <laughs> Are you a commission with your commission? Yes, they asked me for a commission. Yes. <laughs> a commission the frock. Yes. Oh my god. Yes. Okay. Continue, yes. But if something's over fifty bucks, I'm like, yo, this is a one in a lifetime mistake that turned out gorgeous and I'm not <laughs> ever gonna make it again. Oh yeah. You know, totally. or it's like some type of like super rare mug that I'm I'm not making anymore. Uh, granted, I see other potters who value their stuff at a, at a lot of a higher price, but that's probably because they have the name behind them. Mm -hmm. I Maybe. just I feel like you do have the following that you could. Oh my God, no, John! Like John can probably sell stuff for like seventy bucks. And I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. You have more of a following, but for me, I'm just like, I'm not. I don't know. I'm just not willing to go to that price. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not trying to gouge you for your for your money for a mug for real. Mm -hmm. Like. Well, but it depends all, on the amount of work that goes into it, too, though. Yeah. I'm not that much of a business person to where, like, I don't know. I would feel bad if I made somebody pay, like, 70 bucks for a mug. Have you guys talked about pricing? A we, little bit. We have. We did. It's we a big, a, it, like, I, I've talked to a number of people about pricing pottery. Yeah. And especially because I, I do actually plan for next year to open my online store. Oh, that's oh. exciting. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my I, God. I think I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I think, I, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All yes. right. Cool. It's a plan. Uh-huh. That's a damn good For the same reasons goal. I was yeah. telling you of, of like, okay, I, I'd like to save and like make money that I can put away. I'm very fortunate to have a full-time job and it pays well. So like, it's definitely a privilege for me to be able to maintain that and get to work from home. So if I can make some money while still maintaining the passion part. Yeah. So instead of it being like made to order, which can be a little stressful for me doing things like updates like mm -hmm. you guys do. Yeah. Where it's like you make all your stuff and then here guys, go for it. Yeah. yeah. You just put it out there and whoever follows you follows you and whoever doesn't yeah. doesn't. Yeah. Well, I feel like also part of what makes like, so the reason I started doing the made to order updates is because I, I like your base. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I mean, it, I think it, the part of the reason I'm able to do that is because like, like I have kind of like an expected inventory. Right now I have about three basic shapes that I make. I have five or six glazes that I use, you mm -hmm. know, probably three of them the most consistently. So it's kind of like I'm able to do those made to order updates because I sort of already have an a more established style and aesthetic. So it makes it easier to do that. But yeah. because you are exploring a variety of different styles. It's tricky. Yeah, it's tricky yeah, it's hard to. It's like, oh, pick out of the six that I've shown you. Like mm -hmm. I've made a lot of other stuff, but I'm definitely still not at a point where I've narrowed down my like production style. Yeah. Like I'm definitely for my more personal stuff, like carving all the way is clearly mm -hmm. something I really love. But for like mugs or bowls, or planters 
I like to play. I like to yeah. I like to see where it goes. So when people like I did the orders for Sacramento only, it was a little tricky of like, can you do this, kind of this, kind of that, oh. versus like your made to order is like, pick from these options. Yes. <laughs> yes. And I was like, yeah. some of them I took and said, Yeah, I'm down to play and see how it goes. Like I'm making these porcelain planters with these carved kind of lips and they all press together and it's really lovely and I oh. probably wouldn't have thought to do that on my own um, but someone asked for something like one of my mugs but in a planter yeah yeah um, so sometimes getting a commission is very inspiring mm. but yeah next year I do plan to start a website and oh. upload to it when I have pieces available to sell but then it also gives me an opportunity to sell my vases and stuff. Yeah. Because, like, I could have them in stores, like retail stores, but mm -hmm. then I also lose a good 30 to 50% of the yeah. cost. Yeah. And those are a lot of work. And I sell them for a good amount. Mm -hmm. But goddamn, it's a lot of work. So, like, <laughs> for someone to get, like, half of that yeah. <laughs> like, kind of hurts, too. I think that's something that, like, I definitely want to do a full-blown episode on. And maybe if you want to be another guest, yeah. you can talk about that. because I think really interesting. That's, yeah, like, just the different selling venues are, each each one has a has an interesting, uh, each one has pros and cons. And yes. so it's, okay, so so your, your kind of year, if I'm summarizing correctly, has kind of been, this year you did, you did your first pop-up you've taken a few different commissions you've kind of been honing in your style a little bit more still exploring first re first wholesale order first wholesale order got which my is logo yeah, oh my god yes yeah. okay so that's exciting so that's a lot exciting. of like businessy type things yeah progressing uh-huh and definitely trying to like balance it still being a passion and art for me mm -hmm. and finding where that balance lies while we have a fucking pandemic yeah. <laughs> and yeah. like body pain and yeah. everything else that goes on in life because that that's still been the hardest part for me is getting all the pressure from the outside yeah. of people mm -hmm. like being I want to buy, I want to buy, I want to buy yeah. and me feeling like I should be doing it yeah yeah you feel like like what else am i doing with my stuff other than but i feel like you said you earlier on my shelf right exactly but i feel like like what you said earlier is like yeah we're very raised like in the americanistic way americanistic american yeah the capitalistic yeah. way of being like well if i'm not supplying you with items for money then what am i doing in my life like if i'm not making money then what am i doing yeah then yeah. it's then i'm not a value if i'm not being quote-unquote productive mm. then right. i don't mm -hmm. have value right. so like I'm trying to make sure that I don't fall into that for myself and of that like people pleasing nature as well of just getting mm -hmm. people things and like trying to learn to say no in order to make sure I don't get burnt out because yeah. I easily get burnt out. Right. And that I can still make fun, weird stuff like mm -hmm. alien eggs. Or yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I don't like that piece at all, but it was oh. fun to make. Oh, and I got my own kiln this year. Hey, oh, my God, yeah. Yeah. You got the lot. one that Lindsay has, don't yeah. you? Yeah. yeah. Got 818 with, but I got the kiln master controller. That, oh, like, the touch? Yes. Yeah. Touch. So jealous. The touch. Very nice. Because Dante had it. I was like, oh, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm going to pay extra. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's not that much. It's like $300 extra. It's not, it's in the grand scheme of, if you were buying a kiln, you probably have the ability to get like a little bit of extra. Yeah. If you're buying it brand new offline, it's like, all right, well, you might as, you know what I mean? You're already spending so much freaking money. And I actually had mm -hmm. some issues with it at first because everyone was getting killed. So the shipping was going to take like oh, six months. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, 
a no thanks. And then I found someone else that they were like, oh, yeah, three weeks. I was like, thank goodness. Yeah. Oh, nice. Um, and then my parents were awesome enough to let me have it at their house outside. Nice. And you actually gave me perspective that, like, you're going to need to pay for electrical, too. So factor that into yeah. kiln costs. Is oh. that electrical and the kiln yeah. and the furniture and all that jazz? All the stuff. There. Yeah. It's... It's that's what I kind of tell everybody on like the YouTube channel is like if you're not willing to like do these extra things like it's not like a like a chair you don't just put it in the corner like you got to kind of take care of it a little bit yeah you know and that's one of the big things is like your kiln's gonna cost you like close to three G's right yeah think about five hundred more dollars for the furniture and then yeah. this and then that and, like it's and... not it's not a base you know yeah mm-hmm. yeah very very much so and luckily I I have electricians in the family so they gave me a great rate nice <laughs> yeah so that was nice oh. too. What yeah. is how how has it been like? What has having a kiln done for you in terms of your production and I'm not not production in terms of like mass production, but mm. in terms of your ability to produce things? Flexibility. Yeah. Yeah. Flexibility and control. Mm-hmm. I'd say like I can fire things when I want it, when I need them. Yeah. You know. You don't have to go anywhere. I don't have to go. Well, I do because it's my parents' house. But yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. They live like 15 minutes away, so it's not bad. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't have to beg a Potter friend or go to a studio. Yeah. <laughs> And Lindsay used to help me fire. I don't say you tried. I tried, but <laughs> I think the the issue for me is that I've been modifying a lot of my kiln loads, mm-hmm. but like it's difficult for my stuff. Yeah. 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 My stuff is weird. So having your own, you get to be on your own schedule, yeah. and it's like okay, even if I want to do a small kiln load of this, it's like fuck it, I'm gonna do it. Yeah. You know, like I don't I don't always have to wait for it to be like a full load and whatnot because sometimes I just don't make that much stuff, so it might right. take too long. I feel like that's the great thing about having the the smaller kilns is that you you do have that flexibility in terms of like even if it's not a full load if you only have a few pieces like I don't know I'll do that sometimes especially if I'm at like the end of a production cycle Mm -hmm. and I only have like like I couldn't quite fit those last like five or six mugs into the kiln but I still need to fire them to like have them available and then it's nice to be able to only have a few pieces and I'm not like wasting a whole bunch of kiln space and a whole bunch of energy so I will say I don't know how long this kiln will last me mm. because vases wise it yeah. can only hold one and a half so like a vase and a planter kind of thing because they're yeah your stuff is relatively large for what are. you make yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah like I usually throw a vase out of like between 10 to 13 pounds for mm-hmm. a vase so they're usually pretty tall sometimes they're really wide and that just gets really tricky for the glaze fire. For the vis fire, you know, you make things work. But for yeah. the glaze fire, I'm like, I can't even fire two of these usually at one yeah, time. Yeah. Even when I'm throwing just like just funky weird forms, um, the kiln is a little small for that. It's mm-hmm. great for mugs. It's great for bowls. It's great for plates. Yeah. Um, it's not quite big enough for like the vases and stuff that I like to make. Yeah. So. We'll see how long it lasts me, because I definitely don't want to buy another kiln anytime soon. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Or I'll just keep making it work. It's been a really big year for me in my ceramics, actually. And a whole lot of growth and support and progress. I feel like my skills are definitely a lot better than, like, ridiculously better than they were this time last year. Wow. Yeah. Um... Smoking my eye and it burns. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> We're sitting next to the pit fire and the smoke sometimes like tries to cuddle you for some reason. You ever be around a campfire and the smoke like actively follows you? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, I know it's, that feel. It's kind of like that where sometimes if you get too close to it, it's like, oh, a body of mass. I'll just come over to you. Hi. It's like your eyes look nice and delicate. One of the kiss. I'm like, no thanks. Would be a shame if I got up in the <laughs> socket. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, my God. that happened. 
So yeah, yeah. a lot of a lot of a lot of good stuff, a lot of growth, a lot of connections mm. um, with other potters in other states. A lot of actual like um, mental health issues related to Instagram and ceramics, oh, and really? that being related oh, yeah. to like validation and oh, self worth. Can you can you like elaborate on that if a little bit like more? If you'd like me to, yes, I love that. I'm, I'm not sorry, I'm like full blown interviewing you right now, but this is like super you're, interesting. You're, you're, this is the first time we've had you on the cast, so yeah. like it's kind of good that we we are doing that a bit, honestly. Yeah, yeah, I'm 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 excited to know all of the things. Yeah. So yeah, so what has like yeah? So tell me about that that connection with mental health and. And Instagram and all that. Because I remember you yeah. also, you took a break from I Instagram for a while. I do periodically now, yeah. actually. I just don't tell people. Um, <laughs> so I think a lot of people with social media in general will get into this relationship of social media kind of validating self-worth. Mm-hmm. And as a creative and artist who's showing their work just because you want to or because you're promoting your business, having people comment, like, and all that stuff does give you validation Mm -hmm. and that can be positive and for me it's almost always positive comments but I quickly got into a little bit of a cycle where I noticed when I was like throwing something and I was filming it I was thinking about what will this look like on social thinking of what I might put in the blurb or whatever the caption I was no longer in the moment of the process of throwing the piece Mm. I was physically throwing the piece and mentally Worried on about Instagram. The, yeah. <laughs> oh, and I I um I I had to pull back from it because I noticed that it was like negatively affecting my relationship to ceramics and yeah. my uh, desire to create. Uh-huh. And then also people pushing 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 for like pieces was also like not it it's like a mix a mixed bag uh, because I felt really supported and like validated, but then I felt the need to perform, I would say. Yeah. And I ran into this circle because I got so many followers and shares during the protests. I started thinking like, do these people like my work? Or are they just following because I'm black? And do they actually care about my shit? Or are they just like, this is a pity follow or a pity share or a pity, you know, like I started getting in my head about like, why are you fucking here? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Why yeah. are you? If you're not really valuing me, you're just like here because you're trying to support the, you know, the quote thing. unquote movement yeah. by just following every black artist that you can. And honestly, on Instagram, the more followers you have, the more people see you as like a valid yeah. business or yes, something. And yes. so you're not like, a person until you're past ten thousand. Oh Instagram. God. Oof, fucking. Yeah. <laughs> Instagram's like we don't care about you until you're past ten thousand. And then other businesses like when uh people follow me and i go check out their page it's hard not to look at how many followers they have before looking at their work yeah mm-hmm. you know yeah and there's some work you look at and you're like this is amazing how do you not how have you more not? Fo- yeah how yeah. do you not have more you must be new to the game because like or new you, to the social media game that well, is, for not sure, the yeah. pottery game yeah yes. yeah Golly. or you look at some potters that have like they have like the same quality of work as somebody with like 10 times more followers and you're like this is the same exact you guys do the same thing. What have you? I don't, what are you doing that that guy's not doing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like you both make the same work. Yeah, but it also makes a difference for like retail shops if they're gonna hold you. If they see that you have like five thousand followers or something, they think yeah. you're like a valid business. And oh yeah. yeah. So like, I'm super grateful for all the like clout that I got, but it's also a little much and and getting all the messages and everything from people just commenting something light and casual, you know. Yeah. But um. I decided 
I needed to take a, I don't know if it was like two weeks or even more because Instagram for me, that's the only social media I have. Mm -hmm. It just wasn't feeling very healthy for me to be there because I was seeking the dopamine rush of people saying, you're great, you're great, you're great. And and liking my stuff and then looking at other potters and comparing myself and looking at other people's just pages in general and comparing. And then sometimes genuinely enjoying the hilarious stuff, the beautiful art (laughs) and everything else. Um, And I'm also quite a a sensitive person. So seeing brutality and things like that, Mm. I'm very, very sensitive to and will like, alter my state of mind alter my state of mind alter my perspective on the world <laughs> like oh, for the yeah. day yeah. you know like yeah. just completely uproot my like sensibilities and make me very ungrounded yeah so i but it's hard to not have instagram and still like yeah. sell shit and connect yeah. to your like yeah people it's it's kind of it, it feels like it's, it's an essential possible. part of you're gonna marketing. have to muddy yeah. your soul a little bit if you want to make some money i don't even uh, i don't even know if it's so much that yeah. at least like for for me get it dirty oh my god get i don't it. know i feel like like it is it's what you point out is true is that it in so many ways is the primary like social media is our primary marketing tool yes yeah. and if yes. you don't have those marketing tools like yes there are other ways to still market but it's you just have to look a little harder to find those ways and, and you're it's probably just, not going different... to reach the same amount of people and like mm-hmm. it's there is a flip side to this which which uh i don't know if i'm playing devil's advocate here but this is the opposite spectrum of this is that there are plenty of artists that i've talked to that are in the usually in the older age range who feel bad right now because they can't get their work out into the world because of COVID. And they're very like, no, I only show my work in real life. I won't yeah. do internet. I won't do Instagram. I like the old way of doing stuff. Like they're like, no, Patreon sucks. Pop-up stands are what's good. Mm. You know what I mean? They're very like, the old ways are the best ways. They've essentially not died off, but they're like, I haven't sold anything in like a year. Yeah. Because they refuse to adapt. Business that way, yeah. A business is about adapting to the circumstances that you're faced with, and if you're unable to, it's like if you're a quote-unquote artist and you only show at galleries, go for it. Yeah. You know, but if you're trying to sell, (laughs) it doesn't make sense. If the way you make your name is by going to art galleries and putting your work out there and whatnot every single month, that's fine. But realize that that's not really an option right now. Right. And so you're either gonna have to adapt or. Survival of the fittest is essentially going to take you out and be like, oh, you didn't adapt, so you got to go. Yeah. You know, and it makes me sad to say that. But at the same time, it's like... Times change. Right, and the majority of potters, regardless of how you see the internet with, like, the millennial culture intertwining, it's it's very, like, unless your work is on the net right now, you're essentially not getting seen. Unless you have a ridiculously big name. Like, Mm -hmm. stupid big. Yeah, in which case you don't really need to do the marketing as much. Yeah, which is... Because your name's already out there. Yeah, Yeah. people have already followed you regardless of your internet presence. Yeah. And I think, like, Instagram has been very, very, very beneficial for me in people getting to see my work and to spread the word about my work and to get business. I'm just looking for ways to find balance because of my personality type and how I can get really hooked on to things that feed me dopamine. Mm. So how how have you adjusted to that? Like, what are some of the things that you've done to try and find that balance a little more? So Instagram has threads. Oh, okay. Which allows you to see your messages without actually going onto the Instagram page. Oh. I like it because I can still see people trying to contact me. Uh I can still talk to you guys mm-hmm. and uh, I can still message other people and even post stories from threads. Oh, 
um, without having to open up the Instagram app. So that is one way that Mm -hmm. has helped me a lot with still being able to manage having an Instagram without being on it all the time. So what is Threads? It's by Instagram. Is it? Okay. Okay. So it's like, so it's a separate app. Yeah. Okay. That's interesting. I've literally never heard of this before. This is, that's really cool. Check it out. Oh my God. Okay. So it's It's just almost like their messaging app. That is, that is so cool. Wow. Okay. That's. I really you like learn it. something new every day. Yeah. And you can still see stories. Yeah. And you can still post stories. That that is really cool. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. So I like it. Mm-hmm. Um, I also delete Instagram every day and then reinstall yeah. it yeah. around six PM. Or wow. if I want to post something. Um yeah. <laughs> I kinda okay. do the same thing where I'm like, I'm not looking at this for a day and then as I'm bored I'm like, Well, I kinda don't like Twitter. <laughs> Twitter's just kinda like people posting status updates but in all caps. It's really just <laughs> It's just angry status updates. Angry status updates. And then YouTube is just like, if you're not posting a video, why are you there? And then Instagram is like, well, you know, you could post stuff. I'm on on YouTube the most, just watching stuff. Yeah. Yeah. YouTube is now my TV. Mm. It has been for quite some time. I've essentially, it's Netflix and YouTube. That's it. I don't really Mm. watch like what you would consider like cable TV or like basic channels. Yeah. But if I want to know something or if I want to subscribe to something, I'm going to YouTube for that. It's a search engine for videos. Yeah. What it is. Yeah. If you want to know how to do literally anything, YouTube it yeah. instead of Google it. I follow it. a lot of woodworkers and resin pourers. Mm-hmm. Oh. Very interesting oh, The stuff. resin pourers are so nice. Oh, yeah. I want to do that. <laughs> no. Yeah, but I don't. Yeah, exactly. But I already I have like a lifelong hobby. I'm good. Yeah. I already have a full three lives. I'm fine now. No. No. So finding some distance between. Balance. Balance. With, balance is key. Okay. So I mean, fuck. Balance is key in everything in life. Yeah. Um, so true. And trying to be careful about like not checking it in the morning, which is why I delete it mm-hmm. and we'll reinstall it when it's time to post something or I just happen to have something to post or uh, if I really want to do it, I'll be like, okay, you can go on for an hour or something mm-hmm. between six and seven if you want to. Okay. But having threads helps keep me off. Mm-hmm. Um, and it really depends on my current state. So like, as you know, I have like a daily meditation practice. It helps me stay grounded, but sometimes I'm still quite unsettled. Mm. And when I'm feeling more unsettled in myself is when I'm usually more prone to engage in those activities, like scrolling and (laughs) just like looking at stuff and just watching reels forever and whatnot. So I'm noticing that like, okay, if I'm having the tendency to do this, there's probably something else going on in me that's feeling unsettled that yeah. maybe I need to like go sit for 10 minutes and breathe <laughs> yeah. or just sit and stare out a window for 30 seconds and try not to think of anything or go on a freaking walk. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's just it's trying to balance everything in life with work and everything else. It's, it's all balanced. So social media, same. <laughs> yeah. Same. Wow. Oh, that's really, that's really interesting to hear. Like, everything like just I mean just, just like I'm just like yes tell me all the things but all like truly I mean it sounds like it's been really a pretty incredible year and Dante don't go too has. far because I'm gonna ask you questions where am I going um I've been here the whole time yeah, I have been here I haven't been getting up and checking on the kiln every Is two minutes on your shoe? maybe oh god. oh god don't worry about it oh god I'm trying to think of some things that have been I don't know Dante I'm trying to think if we well, tell, tell me more things. Well, it's more that I've been de- <laughs> I've been developing multiple glazes. So yeah, recently I made a base, and I found a new chemical that makes the color pink. You didn't tell us yet. About what? Which chemical makes it pink? Oh, it's difficult to pronounce. It's erbium, erbium oxide. 
Urbium oxide. It costs $22 for a, a hundred grams. Uh. A fourth of a pound, it's $22. It is probably the most expensive chemical you can ever buy, but it is the only way I can make a clear pink mm. without mixing opacifiers such as tin and zinc together, which basically make like a dark or a lighter purple based huh. on the amounts that you put in. Yeah. Okay. And it's like a hundred percent earthen alkaline metal. It's such a rare mineral to put inside of, of glazes that I went to glazy to put it into the calculator to see the UMF on it, and it doesn't exist. What does UMF mean? Uh, the unity mass. Fuck. Oh yeah, unity mass. No, no, no. That makes sense. No, no, no. UMF. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. No, it's not unity mass. <laughs> I've been using it, and I totally forgot what it stands for. Hold on. Uh, I did totally want to make that one glaze I messaged you about. It was like which one was it? Bluish, yellowish, iridescent. Yeah. Unity molecular formula calculator. Ah, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. What, whatever that means. Yeah. Well, that it it basically calculates all the stuff for you, all the all the weights and all that, and it puts it on a stole chart, and the stole chart tells you like, oh, whether it might be underfired or what cone it'll be. Mm or this or that that's interesting it literally can't put it in it's like that chemical we don't have that chemical. we don't do that here. we don't do that here yeah <laughs> we can't sorry so that was definitely a ride i developed quote unquote because i had a lot of potters work with me on it uh two or three different crystalline glazes mm -hmm. so i have my own clear base now i made my own pink i named it majin Boo's pink and then i have three crystal glazes so within the last i want to say five six months i've developed six new glazes that's amazing dude different potters do it different ways that's and that's insane, some people do mm -hmm. it based on like oh i'm gonna plug this into the umf and see where it goes and play with the chemistry because i know the chemistry i'm a chemist oh. yeah some people just do it by the stole chart and oh. like i plugged in the numbers it seems like it's good i do a little bit of that and i also do a lot of trial and error yeah, yeah. So I do it the way John Britton does it, where basically he gets a base and he knows what the base kind of looks like and how it melts. And then he adds like 1% this, 2% that. And he keeps playing with it over like 20 test aisles to the point where he gets a good one that he likes. Mm. And that's essentially it. And then once I find one that I like, I name it. And I'm like, this is Dante's XYZ, whatever, whatever, whatever. And then I put it on Glazy and that's that. That's but so You cool. put it on Glazy and then other people can find the recipe? Yep. The uh, pink that I told you about this morning? Yes, yes. It is now on Glazy. Yes, yes, yes. The problem. Problem is I can't put the damn oxide in there because <laughs> it doesn't exist according to Glazy. No, no, no. Yeah, and then I've also kind of settled down on like what I'm gonna do for my shipping. Mm -hmm. uh, I figured the boxes that I'm gonna use, and then I also kind of settled down on like what I'm gonna be making. So I figure like cups, bowls, and mugs are this price. They'll never go above this price unless I get like this many type of special orders X Y Z. Like I've started to really pound out a lot of my stuff. Okay, have you, do you have you made any like big changes to like your YouTube or your Patreon or anything like that or? Um, not really. The Patreon's kind of set because I have like four or five tiers. I don't think it'll ever go above the tier it is right now. I don't know. There's just something I don't I don't like playing the game in the way that I'm like for fifty bucks a month I'll give you private messages. OnlyFans, get it? Yeah, I'm not trying <laughs> to OnlyFans people, but like at the point where my highest tier has offered X, Y, and Z, I'm like that's kind of all I can offer you. Mm -hmm. Other than my personality and after that it's really just like people in my DMs kind of bugging me for to be my friend for money and that oh. Yeah, like after a certain amount of time people will message me and be like we're buds now because I watch your content And I'm like I don't feel that way and I'm sorry you do mm. And there's been a couple of people who are like well I'm just not gonna support you anymore. And I'm like that's cool 
you cannot, strange. you can't buy my respect. So goodbye. You know, yeah. I'll just let him go. I'm like, it's not that important. I have a job. Should, but should I tell, uh, should I tell your fans that I also DM'd you and bugged you until I became your friend? Yeah, but, <laughs> yeah, but I, I liked you though. <laughs> You're like, oh, you know Lindsay? What's up? Yeah. Oh my god. That was pretty easy. And yeah. I and I also stalked Lindsay for a bit to become her friend. Oh my god. Well, I also I think the, one of the first times I met you was also at Sack Anime, and I didn't even know that you did ceramics. I was like, oh my god, this is pretty lame. That's the first oh time god. you remember, because I actually I, I went to you had a pop up at the co-op, and so there's oh. there's certain ceramic artists, which is you, Dante, and Achiri, that I yeah. wanted to get to know. And what I did was go to your pop-ups and I check did, out your stuff. I yeah. did that with a cherry. And it yeah. was really funny because I found out that she like she was following me and had wanted to meet me too. And yes. I was like, it was just really funny. Like we were both like co-fangirling at the same time. It was great. And anyway, was, I'm sorry. I, didn't I was still so new to the game that I was like, I want to pick these people's brains. Oh. And I also just think that they're funny and oh. <laughs> like stuff like that. So I would, I would go to the pop-ups and I saw you at Sack Anime. Oh. And then it was like, ooh, double yay. And and then messaging Dante and stuff, and I had already made the connect with the cherry by doing the same thing. Yeah, so like, yeah. it doesn't always necessarily work, but if you like see people whose stuff you really like, like showing up and supporting them yeah. is a good way to try and make that connection. Yes, and I feel versus like, just DMing and being like, I want to be your friend, I want to be your friend kind of thing. Yeah, ab absolutely. Check out I my think, stuff, I want to be your friend. I think there's also like, like the way that you're talking about doing it is really different than I think how other people do. Cause like even just you're saying like, yeah, I wanted to pick these people brains. Like I like I kind of, I did that same thing. Like I actually did a series of informational interviews with, um, with Alejandra, with a couple other like local ceramic artists mm -hmm. um, and it's just, yeah, it's really, it's, it's really, it's like, I want really cool. friends. Yeah. Like, you guys are cool people who are into the same shit that I'm into. And then yeah. I got lucky with you two. <laughs> also being into Thank anime yeah. and yeah. just being general nerds and yeah. goobers. Like, <laughs> golly, well, did I, I hit the pot jackpot? Yeah. <laughs> 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 I think there's just a certain type of energy that people come up to you with where like, like you came up to us and you're like, we want to, I want to pick your brains. And also I want to be friends and you kind of do the same thing I want to do. Yeah. But there's people who who just like really badly just wanted like like I want to be a potter and I want my name to be out there and you're gonna help me do that right because oh. that's what friends would do so it's just for clout yeah it's just oh. like they just want to be my bud for clout and I'm like I don't know if I'm into that shit yeah you know like I'm I just kind of want to do my own thing if you want to be friends and chill that's cool but all of the conversations I have with certain people are very like if you're not helping me get my name out there then what are you here for mm. and I'm like ah, I just don't want it and you didn't come off that that's way. a way to use people that's not a way to like build a connection yeah but, yeah. yeah but they do it under the guise of like cuz we're friends right Oh no. because I'm a patron of yours and that makes me us good now like I gave oh. you a money and that and I'm like I don't yeah no <laughs> I do run into a thing where like I'll sell something and they'll be like people will repost from my friend Natasha and I'm like I use that word sparingly yeah and you're throwing it around like I've known you for years right yeah, yeah. and I, I get a little uncomfortable by it but I'm like well you just pay $300 so yeah it's weird you know? <laughs> like, okay I'm not gonna call you out on it yeah but like it happens more often than not that they're like oh my friend just made this thing it's like I met you once when you picked this piece up oh that's and interesting <laughs> that's really interesting it happens more and more the more followers you get I don't know why they say you're, 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 I'm your friend. Yeah. 
I don't, I don't know. I feel like I have that happen, or if it's happening, it's not. I'm not around when it happens. They're like, I don't, when they repost to their stories or something that uh, they. And sometimes it's different because like other makers in Sacramento who we've been chatting and stuff. If you say like, oh my friend Natasha, it's like yeah, we've oh, been yeah yeah yeah. I haven't met you in person, but like we've like been professional friends. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and even like we might even message or DM because I post some personal mental health type stuff on my page. So mm-hmm. sometimes people open up to me, and yeah. if I have the space for it, I'll respond. That's really cool. And so like. Yeah, I feel like we've made a certain level of connection on a deeper level. Mm-hmm. Call me your friend even if I haven't met you. Sure. But uh, someone I've met one time because you picked something up, she bought it for me, and you reposting it to your story saying, my friend Natasha made this. Mm. I'm like, thank you. Yeah, that's that's interesting. It is. I feel like that kind of connects to what we were talking about earlier with like the weirdness of social media in general just like boundaries and just boundaries. balance balance as always Ooh, and then people reposting oh my god so boundaries have been difficult because like people really? will feature me on their page right like amico reached out hey Ooh, can we feature you also here's some free shit you know oh, <laughs> and cool. it's like nice. yeah thanks totally mm-hmm. th- and then they like have you verify what they're going to post or if you want to write your own blurb you write your own mm-hmm. cool but a lot of other pages were featuring me on their pages without consent. Oh. And most people just think like, hey, this is free promotion. Yeah. So like they don't even ask. And one person, and they were very, very polite once I messaged them, mm-hmm. they posted like a couple of my pieces as well as my inward mugs. And mm. those are very specific for me yeah. and have some backstory. Mm. And they had comments about it and overall it was like positive and interesting, but I just still felt kind of like inspected. And they were trying to like show black artists and people of color and all that kind of stuff on their page, which it's happened a good amount of time. And like, I appreciate the support, but I really appreciate confirmation for consent first yeah Yeah. and i guess you have to put that in your bio these days because she the person who wrote back was like oh i'm so sorry i always check the person's bio to make sure that i'm like okay i wasn't aware that that was something i needed to put in my bio i wasn't sure i didn't know that was either like wow yeah so being like reposted or featured on someone's page and stuff it it happened it still happens and it's just yeah it's only weird when you don't ask first Mm-hmm. I don't mind as long as they tag me, because if they just take the picture and they don't tag, or they don't say like who it's from, I'm like you're just stealing at that point. Oh, that is strange. I've had a couple people I've had to block because they'll take my pottery memes and then post it on like their pottery meme pages, <laughs> and I'm like, that's fine, but damn, at least tag me. Do you guys want to talk about goals for the new year before we wrap up? Oh, I'm so sure. Yeah, okay. I'm down. Uh, my goal is to get back to 200 pounds. Because <laughs> I'm tired of not jumping ridiculously high and running ridiculously. I used to be able to jump and run dumbass fast, and I just can't. <laughs> Stupid dumbass. dumbass. I, know, right? yeah, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> like, people would be like, shit, that's fast for a 200-pound person. Look at you go, kids. It's like a football player. Not anymore. I would like to use glazy a lot more. Mm. A lot more. Like, I want to be part of the glazy community, you know? I want to put my glazes out there. And then I also would like to have a streamlined version of what I have now. So I want, like, certain cups certain bowls, certain glazes, certain clay combinations. You know, I would still want to be venturing outwards, but I don't want, I no longer want to like, oh, I guess I'll see what happens and if it looks good, I'll sell it. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, I don't want to okay. do that anymore. You want to like hone hone in a little bit more? Yeah, just a okay. tiny bit. Just yeah. to like, I want to have a shelf of like, here are 10 of these mugs that people like and here are 10 of these bowls that people like. Mm. Everything else is blah. Yeah. That's what I really want. Okay. And then maybe I really want to find a way to make pit fireware food safe. Ah. Dude, I have a way to do it. 
and I think someone sells a product that does it. Made of Australia? Yes. Yes. But I, yes. Yeah, I'm yes. pretty sure, but I also want to take their product and test it for myself. Cause I don't know, I just don't, with my own testing, I don't trust anyone who's like, it's 100% food safe. Like what if it leaches off? I don't know. What if you put it in acid and the, the layer leaches off? I want to I wanna test it. Apparent, uh, made of Australia. Yes. Oh yeah, follow we, them. Yeah, they um, yeah they did like a, it's funny, cause I listened to a podcast where uh, she talks about the process that she went through to get this thing tested. Yeah. The testing that she did is like, yeah bananas like she's she sold to like restaurants with this stuff nice okay so um, it's a little more believable then yeah 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 it was thoroughly tested but yeah uh, you see it yeah so for those for those who cannot natasha's looking on instagram right yeah. now that's the sound it, it's Ooh. awesome but yeah so this this yeah. person this basically like yep they do Ooh, pit fire. that's cool though okay so you want to have you want to make some pit fire work and then put this finish on it to well because i have make a pit a fire set. yeah right but like I don't have a reason for it other than artistic purposes. I would like to make a line of products. I'd like to make a line of product that I can eventually sell on my website. And I like, I would like to be one of the people that's like, I have food safe pit fire. Yeah. Like, one of know, the rare few. One of the rare few. I would like to be the first to venture out into that, into that land. I actually kind of want to do a little bit of the opposite of what you're doing, Dante. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like I've, I have a few things like really well set. Like I have, I have certain designs that I make. I have certain shapes, certain glazes. And I think the two things that I want to focus on this upcoming year are making enough sculptures to actually apply to grad school because um, <laughs> I still I still need to make like another eight pieces or something like that before yeah. I have enough. So I really need to focus on that. How exciting. Um, I know, I, I am super excited. Uh, and then I think the other thing that I want to do is like, I've had so many creative projects on the back burner, like not even just sculptures, but like glaze techniques I want to use, like different like kinds of designs, different kinds of carvings. Like I have so many different creative projects on the back burner that I need to bring to the front burner. <laughs> and so... <laughs> I've never heard someone say front I've burner. Never. Burner, there's yeah. gotta be a front well, burner, it makes you know? Sense. I've just never heard anyone <laughs> say it. Same. <laughs> Actually, same. What I normally try and do is like towards the end of the year, especially since I have my bullet journal, I like to do, even if I don't start a full new journal, I like to do like a year review, like journaling session. So I'm sure more stuff will come out, but just thinking about it off the top of my head, those are the two things that I want to focus on is making more sculpture. Well, I guess three making more sculptures, applying to grad school, and bringing some of the back burner creative projects to the front burner. <laughs> but yeah, how about, how about you? So get a website started yeah. and figure out yeah. everything that goes with that, including shipping. And mm -hmm. so, I, so I'm not, so I'm no longer saying like Sacramento only. Yeah. <laughs> like people who want stuff. Yeah. Um, I'd love to start climbing again, outdoors most likely. But now that I'm like more recovered, what my shoulder injury, um, a goal of next year is to definitely get to a place of fitness where I can climb some rocks and not die. <laughs> yeah. So fun. I miss climbing so hard. Mm. Like ceramics and bouldering were the two biggest parts of my life. Wow. That, and now it's one part is gone. Yeah. Such is life. I oh, and that. I also would like to get better at skating. So I've started skating oh. like quads and 
quad skates. That's cool. Uh, so that's another goal of next year. So website. Oh, and make some more, make glazes. Make more glazes. Ooh, oh, we can help yeah. you with that. But not, but not create glazes. Uh, <laughs> oh, just make, make recipes. Oh. Yes. And just have the buckets. Yes. 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 I, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm with, I'm with you on that. Like, yes. I, I think it'll be a while until I'm at like glaze creation level, like where Dante yeah. is. But I just, just having... got there too. I just. Oh, I'm finally at the level of like. I can follow a recipe. Yes. <laughs> I'm finally there. Yes. And I can use this much glaze as well mm-hmm. of this one type kind yeah. of thing. Because it does kind of limit you when you have like three or five gallons. Mm-hmm. You're like, well, I got to well, use, use it. it up. Yeah. And then having the bottles, it gives you flexibility to like play around with the colors because mm-hmm. it's just like a little pint or what have you. Yeah. Um, I've enjoyed having, because I feel like we're all three kind of in different places with our ceramics journey and I have such different styles yeah I love that we all have like totally different styles than each I know, other yeah. I, know, I love that too this, this been, is the been so much point fun. of this David. this is the point it's the yeah. point of it this is why we have this is why we pedal the mud this is why we pedal the mud <laughs> yeah <laughs> The point That's strange. <laughs> the podcast is called The Mud Pedal. I know, but to pedal the mud, we pedal the mud. Okay, yes, yes, yes. Yes, 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 yes. indeed. <laughs> Makes sense. <laughs> this, this is, is too much fun. Will fade out. This is too much <laughs> fun. <laughs> That's it for today. Thank you for listening to The Mud Peddlers with Lindsay M. Dillon and Dante of Earth Nation. Want to say hi and see what Dante and I are working on in our studios? Check out the show notes for links to our websites and social media below. You can find me at lindsaymdillon.com. That's L-I-N-D-S-E-Y-M as in monster, D-I-L-L-O-N.com and on Etsy, Instagram, and Facebook at Lindsay M. Dillon. And you can find me at Earth Nation Ceramics. It's spelled exactly how you think it's spelled, but you can also find me on my Facebook fan page and Instagram at the same name at Earth Nation Ceramics. If you enjoyed hanging out with us today or you have a question or topic you'd like us to discuss, take a second to rate and review The Mud Peddlers in Apple Podcasts. It helps our podcast reach new listeners, and we really appreciate the feedback. Thanks again, and we'll catch you next time.